we're back. This podcast is scheduled for one fall. One fall! With the 60-minute time limit. Coming out of the black corner at a combined weight of 666 pounds. Recording to you from the black gate. I'm your boy, Xander Hobbs. This is... Bobby Bloody Nose Britt Baker B. And I'm recording to you from the Green Dragon in the Shire. And we're bringing you once again another edition of the Wrestleocalypse. It is upon us. Wow. We are living in like a Mad Max fucking era, aren't we? Like, it just seems like now we're, everybody's walking in with their masks. As you can see, I have mine because I've been working all day. And it's like, it is just fucking really crazy out there for something that, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to get into my conspiracy theories just yet. But I'm just going to say it's fucking crazy. Yeah, it's certainly weird times, certainly weird times. And, uh, you know, I think that's what really we're going to jump right into it. When we talk about WrestleMania, what makes it so it was so unique on so many different fronts. But it starts with no crowd. Yeah, yeah. The biggest, biggest show in pro wrestling ever. You know what I mean? We're talking about we're talking about WrestleMania row. Wherever the city is at, you have all the independents coming in, all everybody just jumping on board to the WWE, like trying to like, you know, piggyback on that. And it's just such an important day, week for the industry. And it just was just it went. I mean, it, I'm not going to say it went to it didn't it went to shit, but like the economic aspect of it did go to shit. You know what I mean? It's just. I would say um, the show exceeded my expectations yeah me too but from an industry standpoint everybody lost out you know i mean just like you have you have um these indie promotions these indie wrestlers that this is their nut for the year you know i mean this is tampa bay's nut for the year you know what i mean and like and this is vince mcmahon's nut for the year and it's just like in a business aspect they lost their ass you know what I mean? And like, we're just going to talk about the business aspect real quick, and then we'll get into the actual like meat of the situation. But I'm just saying, it's just like, I don't feel bad for rich people, but I do feel bad for the indie wrestlers and like all the other guys that like that are on WrestleMania row that that count on this to like you know get them moving forward. Yeah, and also it's the way that they connect with mainstream fans. Right. We're flocking to whatever this WrestleMania city is, yeah, you know, yeah. and so it's a big it's a big hurt on the, you know, on the wrestling industry because WrestleMania is like their Super Bowl, you know. And so to take that away, those those opportunities to connect with fans who may buy your merchandise, buy your shirts, sign up for your Patreon, follow your podcast, all those different things that um uh, supplement their wrestling income and what they do and also helps put them over like right, absolutely hard you know and yeah. so to lose that is a huge it's a huge uh miss it's a huge um, kick in the dick you know what i mean like yeah and to further make things worse um this thing pretty much killed xfl yeah it's like, done it's, it's done. done and there's no plans for next season because no because it's like, just, this was this this was the season for them to move forward. And then, you know, and they were kind of like, kind of like crawling and scraping their way through this season. And now since this whole fucking COVID-19 bitch came out, like it's, it's a wrap, you know what I mean? Yeah. And now Vince has got to be like double pissed, you know? Well, yeah. And also he like, I mean, the economics of his situation as a publicly traded company, yeah. um, 
It's going to be interesting to see how much they let people just cash paychecks and not work and not produce and not do these things and how long they're going to, how long they'll be willing to keep people on contract just to prevent them from going somewhere else and not use them. Like I imagine we're going to see a bunch of people getting released. Well, what I read, there are going to be releases and like, you know, people are tripping. Like you said, like, look at if you didn't even know, they just released the revival uh, like that. And then they immediately release them. There's no 90 day clause. So they're going to AEW, obviously. But um, there's going to be more of that. There's going to be more of that. So, I mean, just because of how this thing is hitting everyone, it's it's just uh, that is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But what I would have to say, kind of transitioning on from that is, um, Pleasantly surprised with the product for the two-day WrestleMania. I watched, uh, sorry, I watched it today. I watched, well, I watched, like, what I wanted to watch off of it. You know what I mean? Like, I caught, like, the high points or, like, our, our, the way. spot, the spots. Um, and like I said, it was, for what they had to deal with, they nailed, they knocked it out of the park, honestly. Like, the, the high spots were high. I mean the the um the botches you knew you knew they were gonna be botches coming out of the coming out of the gate you know what I mean yeah yeah so I'm looking at our list um so the uh, probably the highest spot was the the fiend Cena match uh, uh, I'm gonna go with the highest spot being the boneyard even though like I didn't agree, even though I didn't agree with the um with the, the 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 winner of it i just like the whole cinematography of it and like how it just it was just it was done really well like i loved i loved the fiend match and i i really liked it a lot but i just thought the boneyard one just eked it out man like it was it was close <laughs> seriously yeah and i think i give um i give the fiend match the rub because of it finished the way it should have yeah right i mean and it was because it was like a it was like a long segment that's what i liked about it and i liked all the different ways that it kind of like took john cena through the twilight zone like you know it was just really cool and like it's a lot of props to cena for um putting himself in that position to do that you know what i mean big props to cena because yeah, it's like i was gonna say um his time away from the spotlight has made him better yeah i think so because like i said i've never I mean, it's just like with John Cena, it was just too fucking much. You know what I mean? And, you know, and honestly, in pro wrestling, all our top guys have done that. Steve Austin protected his spot. Cena protected his spot. That's what you want to do when you're the top guy. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I didn't like him for it. It was a dumb product. And this is why we're in the situation we're in. But like Cena knows the business, too. And he's like, he doesn't have anything to gain for this. This is which I was kind of pissed at Taker. But then after I like I'm digressing, but I think. Just it just showed like how much Cena does care, you know what I mean? And I thought it was just really cool how they put that. Just w- really well done, honestly. Both both of those cin- cinematic well, feels. And I don't think that if they would have been a traditional WrestleMania, we would have seen either of those things. No, so. absolutely not. And you know, what was saying like somebody was saying like this could be like the future of like you know wrestling. You know, what I mean, like if like you know what I mean of what they're doing like from now on and like this could and they're saying this could put 10 more years on Taker's like career because he could do matches like this and now he's like kind of that American badassish character you know what I mean so he doesn't have to be the dead man so it just makes him more believable and I was like okay this is the Taker I know you know what I mean I just I wasn't rolling my eyes at an Undertaker match you know it was cool 
Yeah, I think like lots of things in this in our world these days, the, the you see the potential, like that people had ignored because well we never do it that way or we have to do it this way because we know we want to get ratings, we want to get paid, and when forced with adversity to like come up with something really truly creative, right? Get out of the park, man. And I don't think anybody could have done it except for AJ Styles. No, and, for- I, did, and I did like uh, you know with. Gallows and Anderson yeah. and then Druids and just the, the whole Druids. thing. You know who uh, they can you know who they can thank for that? They can thank Jeremy Borash, who was the guy that um was a part of the cinematography during the uh, ultimate deletions and the broken Matt Hardy stuff and impact wrestling. So Jeremy Borash was definitely behind the scenes on that. And so like it's just weird because I'm just like, you guys had Matt Hardy, and it's like, why didn't you do stuff like this when he was there? You know what I mean? Like it was just I think because the timing of it, I think they all wish they had Matt. What? They all wish they had Matt Hardy once they realized that WrestleMania wasn't going to be. They're like, damn, I wish Matt Hardy was here because they could have done just his input, his knowledge. And but I mean, again, we digress. So those are two of the big spots I really liked. You pointed out I didn't put it on. Um, Ko finally getting the dub. Uh, rumors, rumors are we're not going to be seeing the mid card Messiah on TV for a while, which good, um, good, 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 good. good. So, That's great. And I like how they, I like how he did it with the, uh, you know, kind of gimmicky because that's what they had to do. Like, yeah, but it was a, it was a good match, and you know, what I mean, like I said, as much as I, we don't like Seth Rollins personally, the guy's a stud in the ring, and he sold for KO. And, I mean, that ending sequence where, like, he was talking shit, KO hits him twice, jumps off the WrestleMania thing, drags him, and and Rollins sold that stunner the way he crumpled like a ton of bricks. It was great. So, you know, props to Rollins, props to KO. Hopefully they can move on for that. See you later, Rollins. Owens needs to be doing something better. Something better, something better. Definitely. Um, I put it on there. I liked, you know, we had talked about it. We kind of debated last week. Um I liked Becky Lynch going over. I thought it was a good I, match. I liked it too. And like the reason why the reason why I'm I'm gonna jump ahead of myself real quick. The reason why I put Baszler's booking in the botches because they had her smoke the whole elimination chamber. And then she loses to Bex. But when she smoked the elimination chamber, it was dead silent. Hence why they kept the title on Bex. So I, you know what I mean? So I, where they go from here is fine because I don't care if Baszler has a belt or not. I don't like her. I mean, I just don't like her style. I don't, I don't like her per se, but um, it was a good match. Um, mm-hmm. I like how they came out slugging, but um, it was cool that Bex won. Um, you put this on here, uh, McIntyre, quick match, very quick match. And uh, it was, it, 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 the quick match was good storytelling because it showed how McIntyre just persevered and just like, just, put him down and it was cool. And I liked the end of it where he, you know, cause usually this is the WrestleMania moment with the, with the pomp and circumstance and the, and the pyro, but there's nothing there and he's there. And then he just turns the crowd and he says, thank you. And that was awesome. I thought that was real cool. Like McIntyre, he's the, he's the new guy and that's awesome. Good for him. Yeah, definitely. And of course the return of a legend, um, we texted about this, um, that Randy Orton edge match was, was great. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I watched uh, it twice. It was yeah. fantastic. God, it was fantastic. The selling, the selling, just like just the, them utilizing the whole performance arena. Um, 
It's just, it, like I said, what I told you, and we'll get into it later, what I said, what the difference between that match and the Ciampa-Gargano match was. I mean, it's just like an Edge and Orton, didn't, they did a lot, but they didn't do as much, and it wasn't like full of frills like Gargano and Ciampa, you know what I mean? It was just, that match was so overbooked, it was just, it, it was too long. You know? Too much sizzle, not enough steak. But uh, like, Orton and Edge, man, that was like filet mignon, dude. Oh, my God. It was such a good – it just reminds you of, like, what – like you said, like, what pros these guys are. Guys are as good as good can be, like. Right. Absolutely, I, man. What do you think? Match of the night? For the for Edge, that was in – um, that was night two? No, it was one. Uh, two. Two, two, two. I think it was two. two. Yeah, I I don't know. I really like that fiend match because I like the storytelling. I like the, yeah. the difference. But um, what I would say is that um, it really made me appreciate how good, and it made me want to go back and watch Vintage Edge and Vintage Randy Orton and you know Rated RKO and oh man, yeah, match that made me want to go back and watch them to really appreciate how good they are. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So those are, those are some very high spots, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, Again, exceeded expectations. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. Let's move on to the botches. Yes. This gets me excited. All right. So, you know me, I mean, I mean, that was cool with Undertaker rolling in, but I hate Metallica. So I just thought, I think they could have used something better, but Metallica sucks. So that's going to get my botch. But, man, that cinematography was great, dude. So it was real cool, man. Um, like I said, Baszler's booking. Um, Gronkowski, I just – I can't stand the cat, dude. I, I, know yeah. that's his, I know that's his gimmick, but he acts like a 16-year-old that just took the Tide Pond Challenge, and it's just annoying. You know, I'm glad yeah. he was – it's annoying. The thing that – I didn't put that on – to me it was so just like meh. Eh. yeah i just (laughs) yeah go ahead just because i mean that they've diluted the 24 7 championship down so much from what was like a fun thing to now like a gratuitous like any time that that championship is somewhere like some news anchor is gonna win it so you know it's like a piece of shit a piece of shit it was was more fun when it was like getting all these underused talents Involved in something, I and then it. I liked it with r Truth and Carmella. Did, did you see the one where um where that one guy was jogging through the thing, and r Truth just pulls up through the car and just rolls him up? Like I liked that stuff. That was hilarious, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think and that was good enough that it helped put Carmella back into like. Yeah, it made her more likable. You mm-hmm. know, she was annoying as fuck. You know, and yeah. uh, I follow her on um Instagram, and all she does is drink wine these days. It's, I can't. I mean, there's not. (laughs) Yeah, and then definitely, like, we talked about, uh, you know, we all would have liked to see Styles go over. But, you know, the thing is, like, now, since I rewatched it twice, you know what I mean? I was, at at first, I was really irritated. But then as I watched it, I was like, okay. I was like, okay, so it was kind of even, you know. And, of course, this is, like, WrestleMania. So, and, like, you know, Taker wins this. And then maybe this is setting up something else. For when Taker and Styles re-meet at SummerSlam, and then maybe Styles wins there. You know what I mean? I just don't like, you know me, with, like, these guys coming back and, you know, just winning a match when they don't, they're they not here all the time. I'm not as mad, but I still think Styles should have won. 
Yeah. That's just that's just me. Yeah. So did you see what like Jim Cornette said about it? No, like, I didn't. I've been meaning to hear about that. What did he say? He just said like, oh, like basically Styles. I never thought they could bury you more than like they did. Like this. Well, <laughs> well, Cornette hates everything. I like listening to Corny. Like you have to take what he says with as many grains of salt as possible because he's just stuck in his own way. But like, I do enjoy like his like hot takes on things because it's funny. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see. I just thought it was such a great match. Like, it you know, it was it was one of those things where it's just like it almost didn't matter who won. You know, what I mean, but just me being a Styles Mark, you know who I you know I am. I just wanted Styles to get that big. You know, I guess WrestleMania moment. I'm looking at my, I'm looking at my AJ Styles character over there. No, I miss, I miss sitting next to him. <laughs> yeah, I know, but uh, definitely, I did not like how they like did the three way, how the tag titles rested on a singles match, a three way singles match. Um, it, it's one of those matches they they just should have, I don't know, done something I, else. I, I skipped that match because I think they should have just put the kibosh on it and just not yeah. had it on. Because those titles are worthless anyway. You know what I mean? And then I saw highlights of it and the way that it was like that it was finished. I was like, it doesn't mean shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and unfortunately, unfortunately, all three of those guys are dope and they're in a meaningless um, uh, um, uh, program. Go figure. Yeah. Uh, anything like the Corbin Elias. That, that was a known botch. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Only Kelly saw that botch coming, dude. Like. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, Dark Order-esque, almost. I didn't even watch it. I didn't even bother, dude. Um, uh, this is something that we need to talk about. Well, yeah, I think these next, like, okay, so are you looking at the doc? Yeah, I'm at the doc. Okay, so I would say, let's go, let, I want to talk about Aleister Black and Lashley, and then we'll take the last two. And we'll take the last, the last okay. two. The last, the last two. Yeah, they're heavy. The last two are heavy. So, All but, right. like... I didn't like the Bobby Lashley Aleister Black match. It was not a good match, and not because of Black. It was just like nobody gives a shit about Alice or uh, Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. So they're trying to show that Aleister Black can hang with big guys. And look, right. Bobby Lashley. But like, you've made a joke of Bobby Lashley for the last six months, dude. Like he was that's a, not. He was in a, he was in a cuckold storyline. Like it's like. I just like how are you supposed to take this guy seriously when he was in like a love triangle that like just was like moot and then you have this killer in alistair black it's just like it's just like it now downgrades alistair black you know what i mean like so he, it's like you heard him in a win it's like you would have been better off having him wrestle jeff hardy absolutely people who would have watched would have been into it and then you have a notch on your belt a gatekeeper type person and yeah. no hardy's available they were talking about possibly bringing him in to face goldberg yeah, Black, um, Alistair Black got nothing out of that from beating Lashley because Lashley's worthless, honestly. Yeah, I mean, he's probably going to be one of the guys who gets released. Probably. And he probably is going to want to get released, to be honest with you, because I'm I'm sure he's not happy with this. No, no, probably not. I mean, rumors are, though, he was super happy when he made my All Bobbies top five. So I heard, I heard about that. I heard about that. I mean, when you attain that type of, you know, recognition for your your name i mean, i i heard it was dubbed the all jobbers top five but that's just what i heard i just i, I did that's what i heard there was and yet you weren't on there probably not no, all because i'm not a jobber so no that's right your local talent slightly different but the same not quite not quite 
Yeah, look, you don't even get to tour. You don't even get to tour. You just when when the promotions come to your town, you go and, and eat a pin, and that's it. Hey, um, guess what? Just um, off topic. Um, if um, you get a thing from Amazon, it's gonna be this big wide um box that's in. So just just and make sure you open it, and then you know it's it's a window. So just make don't be afraid. It's just it's for the it's for like our um, studio whenever we get back into it. But if you happen to go through it, just don't worry about it. So I'm just I'm just saying. I'm not worried about it. I've been actually doing uh, Diamond Dallas Page yoga so that my super kick is extra effective. That's doubtful. It's doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> it's doubtful. All right, moving on. Moving All right, on to the, our botches. The biggest, the biggest botches. Biggest uh, botch of the night. I Charlotte Flair going over on Rhea Ripley. What the hell are we doing right now who is booking this crap? Because look at we had just anointed Rhea Ripley. This was the time to make her. And what do we do? We put another title on Charlotte? Are you fucking serious? Woo! What the fuck? I feel like they don't know how to book her unless she's wearing a belt. And this is asinine. It's egregious. Yeah. It's what the it, fuck? Uh, and they yeah. made her tap. And they made Rhea Ripley tap. Yeah. This bad bitch. They made her tap. Wow. Holy shit. I couldn't believe it. I I threw my phone. No, seriously. I was at my friend's and I saw the results because somebody came in talking about it. I threw my phone. I was like, God damn it. This is this yeah. is you you could have made Rhea Ripley right here. What does that help? to have Charlotte winning another belt because yeah. they want ratings for NXT. Nobody's watching Charlotte Flair. Are you serious? And like, I mean, maybe it's for TV only. They're trying to float it, but like that full sale crowd doesn't want Charlotte Flair. No. Motherfuckers. No, that was the worst thing that they could have done. And that was the to worst. Me- the most mind-boggling thing is reading some of these wrestling journalists who are like, this opens up so many, you know, angles for Charlotte NXT. It's like, no. Bullshit. For her to bury the division? The, the best <laughs> women's roster? They're, it's opening the her up to bury another division. Seriously. I mean, I think, I think it's poop. It's the drizzling shit. Yeah. Honestly. And, so. I, and I, dude... I talked on this thing on my um, on my forum, and I was like, I was like, dude, this was the time to anoint Ripley, and it's like, and then you put another title on Flair, the plot's been lost, dude. I was like, you fucked up bad, and hopefully, I don't know if Rhea Ripley is going to be able to, to come up from this. Honestly, she tapped out after she yeah. just won the title from Baszler. Right, who just went through the entire Raw Women's Division. Right, that means Baszler's worthless too. I mean, it's like, but, um, yeah, and then the last botch, Bill Goldberg, just being, like, luckily. I didn't even bother. No, because that's why it was a botch. It is a championship match at WrestleMania, and I didn't even watch it. It was, the outcome was predetermined. Yeah. Brock Roman is the, is, the reason why he's never got strapped is because he's only been over once. And they've never been able to get him over again because he's just like he's just kind of not that likable, I guess. Well, especially since he went on that tirade about how like indie wrestlers need to like get new jobs. 
Fuck him, dude. Oh, I thought I drove my Geo Metro. It's like, yeah. And you're like, because Vince McMahon doesn't look at talent. He looks at size. And you're a big motherfucker. Serious. But But all in all, all, a decent WrestleMania, you know, for what they had to do. It's a thumbs up for me. It's a thumbs up for me. I thought it was better than last year's. No, it wasn't better than last year's. No, it wasn't. And the crowd matters. And don't let anybody else tell you that. And and all the people who are pining to go to wrestling matches, all you wrestling fans, stop being assholes in the crowd. Like, enjoy the show more. Don't just shit on everything. Like, I know. If, we I know. Come, if anything happens from COVID-19, baddest heel in the game, maybe the crowds will be better and they'll be more appreciative of what they get to appreciate, see. Appreciate it. And it's going to make everything better. I think so. I think so. So... Uh, so moving on to Monday Night Raw, I didn't watch it. I didn't bother. Um, I'm just, I was so, I was so over. What? Raw is a botch. No. The show is a botch. It's just a botch. The whole thing's a botch. The, the whole thing. Like especially uh, the, the only spot though was seeing Liv Morgan, but she tapped out. So. Yeah. Oh, and it was cool seeing like a uh, Big Show get to come in and challenge for the title. And, I, I, and it's funny because everybody's like, "Oh my God, Alistair Black and Apollo Cruz had a great match." I was like. Okay, they had a good match. It was decent, but um, how many times have they start, stop, pushed Apollo Cruz? So it's just like I, I'm not invested. I was like, because they're probably gonna forget about him next week. So I know. And the other thing is, I you know, there's lots of TV to watch during this quarantine. Oh and my I, god, I've been I've been watching documentaries like it's. I couldn't watch Raw. I was watching the Big Show show, the Big Show, Big 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 Show. How was that? I didn't even Fair. watch it. It's good. It's like it's almost like you wish it would be. He retired from wrestling. Oh, got it. Got it. Ah, <laughs> it's just a show. Um, NXT, though, did watch. I watched it, too. I just finished it today. My spot, Io Shirai, for sure. Like, as gimmicky, gimmicky could be with that whole buildup and everything, I thought yeah. that match was really good. And I think Io Shirai going over is really good. Even though the the outcome is somewhat predetermined, but yeah. like at least that let NX the NXT women got to shine for one more night before they gave, they gave away a takeover on they gave away a takeover on free TV. But um that ladder so what I figured out was I guess these were, the winners of that tournament was to go into the ladder match to 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 be the number one contender. I guess that's what that was. I was like Jesus Christ. I was like why God that's stupid. But anyways, the ladder match was really good. Um, everybody shined except for Chelsea Green. She sucks, but uh, everybody else was good. I really dug Io Shirai going over, and I guess, um, but unfortunately, she's just fodder for Charlotte Flair. If she can take, but here's the thing: like, just some fantasy booking, light bulb. Um, say Io Shirai goes over Charlotte, and then so this sets up Io Shirai with the returning Rhea Ripley. That'd be cool. That'd be a great program, right? Because mm-hmm. I, cause apparently now Candice LeRae is out because she is, um, I don't know if she turned heel, but she did at the time. And, God, it was like Swerve Jones, dude. I was like, I was like God, can uh, botches. Uh, that, was, that match was so long. And it yeah, was let's just jump into it. So high point women's match, botch, definitely low point botch, was the the just the Gargano, Ciampa. It, like, it was too long. It was overbooked. Oh, and it's like, it's just like that wasn't necessary to have Candice LeRae go in there. Like it's just like stop doing these things with the couples. Stop. 
You know what I mean? Let her do her own thing. Let Gargano do his own thing. Why does that have to be keep uh, being a thing? I hate it. Like, honestly. It's like Candice LeRae, I mean, I guess it's it puts her, like, in a forefront because, like, she's, in my opinion, honestly, unfortunately, she's hit her ceiling in the women's division. They're not going to push her anymore. She's there to put on a good match and to make people look good, and she's not going to get any more than that. I just don't see it, you know? And that sucks. Yeah, but doing shit like this doesn't help her cause either. It doesn't either, but she's just doing what's going to get her fucking cake, you know what I mean? Because instead of her being in a in a title match, you know what I mean? Because because they could have had her, but now we have Charlotte Flair holding the title, and it's just like, whatever. Yeah, I wasn't, like I said, not super not super pumped on it, but um, the guard, like they built this whole thing up and just the way they've built over the last year with them getting back together and having DIY match uh, and just to end it the way, like, and it's not, and that's the worst. It's not ended. Like it's not a clean win. It's not. And it's just like, and then now who's going to turn on who now who's going to be the heel. Who's going to be the baby face. It goes back and forth, back and forth. It's annoying. Like I look at, and I like both of these guys, like the Gargano is dope. Camp is awesome. But like both of them need to stop wrestling each other separate them and like that's it get them out yeah let them shine with other people like yeah i mean there's plenty of like there's plenty of talent like you know put champa in the um since dream is going for the title put champa in the north american title you know what i mean since um since since keith lee uh, retained that put champa in there you know there's just so much more to do or or just have him like wrestle an undisputed guy you don't have to have a feud with the title I mean, it just—it's too much with Gargano and Champa. That's all I'm saying. It is, and I would agree. I would agree. Um, but Wrestling Night in America has two promotions, so I—I I thought AEW was better. I thought NXT was better, but not by much because only because they gave away a takeover. That's why. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, did, I, I, I really liked the Britt Baker Hikaru. Wow, show. that was a great match. Wow, that was a great match. And did just. You see it? I watched that match three times in a row because that many times. But I'm just saying they look at that. It was such a hard hitting match, and like man, Britt Baker was really good in that too. And like the way like they brought that up, and then she took that knee at the end with by Sheet. Oh man! <laughs> like and then yeah, with Chris, Jer- Chris with Jericho the- on, yeah, with Chris Jericho on the on the mic. Oh my gosh! <laughs> How awesome was Jericho though? Yeah, he's definitely a spot. That's a spot. I mean, they've done really good with putting. They've got a lot of guys who are great on on the mic. What's up? We're just trying to work our way through it, slogging, slogging through, dropping our opinions on the the world of wrestling. All right, what's going on? Betty Rebel. Hey. Hey. Huh? What's going on? Nothing. Yeah. Just been drinking since three. Jesus Christ. That's worse than me. Indeed. Indeed. In celebration of today being Good Friday and the Easter weekend. What does that mean? It means that I got to video chat Linda today. And so. What the hell is good? What's Good Friday? That's when they kill Jesus, and then on Sunday he rises from the dead. Oh, that's when he becomes a zombie. 
he's a zombie on Sunday. Uh, Today is his death wish. Oh man. So don't don't come around these parts because I got a double tap waiting for him. Oops. That's the cardio these days. Oh, it's not very good. It's not very Just good. Mine. <laughs> it's not very good because I, cr- I I got McDonald's and I crushed two double Macs and a ten piece chicken nugget. So it's not very good. You know what? I'm glad we're in this together. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we're apart. I know, right? <laughs> Come on, Hershey, let's go. That was our that was our cameo. Yeah. Betty Rebel making appearances as always and as usual. Jericho on commentary. Britt Baker as the Britt Baker's evolution over the last six months. Is there anything who's gotten better? As like she's still pretty green. She's getting better in the ring. And that's why they put her with I'm sorry, go on. No, but um that's what I was gonna say. I, we were reading the same book. Um, that's why she needs to be with people like Hikaru Shida and stuff like that because they can mat like they. Hikaru Shida made her look like a million bucks in a loss. You know what I mean? It was it was that was a great match. I just watched it a few times because I wanted to see like the hard hitting spots and like it was great. Like I mean, and we always bag on the women's division in AEW and that was one of the best. I think that was the match of the night. Honestly, I thought it was better than Rhodes on Sean Spears. To be honest with you. Yeah, and that was, but that was another spot. I didn't really. Um... I didn't like Rhodes Spears. I didn't. I didn't really like it. I mean, that shouldn't that shouldn't have main evented. I mean. I don't know. They're trying to do is for this tournament, right? So yeah. That's why-, why does Cody need to go over, though? That's just the thing. I mean, I'm a Cody Rhodes fan, but, like, they're setting it up for him and Lance Archer. I get it. But, like, I mean, Spears just goes – Spears was in a it – was a, it was a very competitive match. Don't get me wrong. But I just – I mean, what do we do here? Because, you know, Cody Rhodes now is going to beat Darby Allen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which, well, not, which, not, which is not necessary. I, Cody Rhodes has been one of the most vocal proponents of Darby Allen. If there's any time to put Darby Allen over this tournament and this thing is the time to do it. Look at, and look at, in my opinion, the final should be. It's like all the fantasy booking. Yeah. Light bulb. It should be the finals of this tournament should be Darby Allen and Lance Archer. Lance Archer just he beats his ass, but Darby Allen keeps coming. Obviously, Darby Allen loses because you know Lance Archer needs to win. But like that should be how it is because that raises Darby Allen's stock even more. You know, just have him just get his ass handed to him, but not in a squash. He has some um, fireback moments, but just like you know, you know he's gonna lose, but he just you know it's one of those things. It'll be like a Mick Foley-esque thing, so to say, you know? Yeah, but eventually they got to have Darby Allen win. Yeah, I mean, if he wins a title, he holds it short. You know what I mean? Because he's one of those guys that's better chasing the title. Yeah, and he also, he's so charismatic, he doesn't necessarily need to be. He doesn't really need a title, honestly. He doesn't need one. But both, both shows were really good. Like I said, NXT wins just because they gave over a takeaway, but like not by much. I thought I just thought both shows were awesome. As long as they keep doing shows like this, I'm stoked. Yeah, and I would definitely certainly say though overall that um, AEW continues to manage the interesting situation we're in better. I like I think their just shows over the last four weeks have been better overall. They've done a better job of 
booking involving talent. And I just think, um, and it may all go away. We don't know how long. So, but we've gone, we're going long. So let's take a break and then we'll get back in for some cool shit. Sweet. I'm looking for Ray Finkel and the clean pair of shorts. segment and my, my favorite segment what do we like to call it cool motherfucking shit and then what do we have to start with special delivery all right we and um we have four questions on the mailbag today so four this first one's from mitt zombie and it's pretty cut and dry what are your thoughts on WrestleMania? Bobby, lead it off. I feel like we did it in, in, in like in a lot, but like just let's lead it off. Yeah, we did it. Make it quick. Make it dirty. Um, exceeded my expectations. Really showed that when given some opportunities and when talent have some input, uh, WWE can still do some really cool shit. Right. They do have – they've got deep pockets, good talent. Um, it's cool seeing some of this talent expand their wings like this. Uh, one of the most interesting AJ Styles matches, especially since coming to WWE for sure. So, you know, I give it a thumbs up. Yeah, there's going to be botches. There's botches every WrestleMania because obviously you've got liver spotted hands touching shit. Think people who think shit's good shit, but it may not be. Um, and by the way, just to circle back on that. I do believe that they ripped us off with the Vince McMahon puppet talking about they things. Sure did. They sure did. They I sure mean, did. it's like, just admit you listen to the podcast. Let's, like, let's just, just give us a follow, give us a like, and now follow the YouTube channel. What I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. So that's my thoughts on WrestleMania. I think yours are probably pretty insane, but what else stood out to you? It's the same. I mean, just check out the first half and then just to top it off. It was such good shit, pal. Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. So next question from this one comes from the land of the fee. 
What will you guys do if wrestling goes on hiatus? I appreciate your guys' content. I would hate to see you guys fall by the wayside. Bobby, take it away again. We have lots of opinions. And we'll find stuff to talk about. And wrestling is a 30-year 30 30 passion. The WWE Network still has... We can. We might start doing uh, weekly recaps of Attitude Era matches. We'll just start going through Monday Night Raw. We'll you start... Never know, you never know what we're going to do. Like, we, Bobby and so, I are... That's why they got to tune in. Yeah, tune into the podcast because Bobby and I are both creative motherfuckers. So sometimes it might not even be about wrestling. You know, it, it might not be about that. But, like, the thing is, you're going to tune into this shit anyway and you want to know what we're going to hear and it's going to be off the hook. So, is it not... It's not going to matter if wrestling goes on hiatus because the Wrestleocalypse is still going to roll. And we'll That's... always talk about wrestling. Always, always, always. There's something always to talk about. So, is that number one uh, with the... Exactly. Right. Um, Great I'll question, take... Land of the Fee, and thank you for um, liking our content so much. All right, next question is from Ultimate Crack Smoking Warlock. I love that name. That is the name of the week. I love that. Um, he goes, why do you think the decision was made to put the NXT title on Charlotte? How do you feel about Io Shirai being the first in line? Something we already covered, but like, I like what he said in the first section, so I'm going to take the lead on this. This is what I said before. The WWE doesn't seem to know what to do with Charlotte unless she's wearing a belt. It's I, I don't get it. It's really weird. Because it's like you can have feuds with her without the belt. I think as much as we bag on Charlotte, she's great, really talented. I mean, she's a, she's a really she's a really good. You know, I mean, obviously she's the daughter of Ric Flair. But does she de- need to be holding belts all the time? No. So it's just like, what do I think the decision was made? It's poor. It's a poor decision. How do I feel about Io Shirai being the first in line? Shits, because she's gonna lose. There it is. That's just mine. Bobby, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they make that. I don't know why they make the decision. But I was thinking about it overall. Like, they really overbooked their NXT Women's Champions. They're all like, you know, Asuka never could lose and Baszler. And it's like, I don't understand why they did it to Ripley. I know, right? But, like, if this is, uh, like, the only way it's good is if Charlotte drops the belt to Io Shirai. Ripley comes back. Io Shirai Ripley return NXT Women's Division to what it should be. Perfect. They have a feud, and then we build on, and we just move on from there. Yeah, uh, perfect. So, so there's that. And then, and then, if you didn't get any of that, then you can listen to the first half, and then we explained it perfectly in there too. But um, thank you for your awesome name and awesome question. Um, yeah. Last question we have from Meltzer Driver eighteen. Oh, what a mark. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Um, what have you guys been doing during this quarantine? Uh, do you have any ideas of what I should do? Because I've been bored out of my mind. Um, dude, to be honest with you, during this quarantine for me, I still work. So, you know, I'm one of the for- like I'm one of the fortunate people that um, I still ha- I still work. I mean, um, it's it's um, it's kind of jealous to see like my friends getting wasted at like 12 o'clock. But, you know, I I still get to make money. Um, The thing is, like, I'm not bored because I've been social distancing pretty much my whole life. So, I mean, I just watch a lot of TV that I can't normally watch. I watch a lot of documentaries. I read a lot of books. 
And then I do a lot of writing myself because these are things that I don't get to do. And um, I'm eating a lot of fast food. I mean, that's another thing. But no, um, on a serious note, it's just like, do something. Think about like what you wanted to do that you never get to do during the normal hustle and bustle of life. You know what I mean? There's so many things that we've wanted to do, but we can't because life gets in the way. But life is not in the way right now because life is at a standstill. So think like look deep inside and think about what you want to do and then just do it because I'm sure you're not working. And I'm not saying that as a rib. I'm just saying you're probably not working. So just do something. If you want to read a book, read a book because you can do it. And it's just like, just go from there. Uh, Bobby, what do you think? Yeah, man. I mean, I, I'm still working. I've been working at home for the last four weeks. Um, I'm fortunate uh, that I work for an essential business. I work in water and, um, my job allows me to telecommute. Um, but I have a three-year-old and she's crazy and the rain has not helped. So I'm half working, half parenting. Um, we're watching, you know, trying to like expand our horizons, watching different shows and stuff. Uh, Betty Rebel has been binging on YouTube videos of these uh, people who go and like, just go through abandoned houses, which is trippy as shit. So just trying to dive into some content. But I think um, kind of piggybacking on what Xander said, it's like a lot of the times because we're so social and we're always trying to like, it's the time to do shit that you don't do because you're worried about what other people would think of you. You know, it's like no one's watching. You're at home. Fucking do like there's a million things that you may not do because you're like, oh, well, you know, I want to do, I want to paint, but, oh, my bros won't think it's cool. It's like, fuck it. Like, yeah. figure it out and do it and experience it because you may find out it's something you really love. And also the thing is, you may find out, like, oh, I really always wanted, thought I could do this or wanted to do this. And guess what? It sucks and you don't like it. And then you don't ever have to ask questions anymore. Right. It's like, And then it's the thing, it's just like, you know, there's more things to do in life than go to a Mexican restaurant and eat chips and salsa and drink margaritas. As much as I like to do that, sans the margaritas. But I'm just saying, it's just like, look at everybody thinks that they have to go out, but it's just like, you know what I mean? Like I said, maybe it's easier for me because I don't like going out that much, but I'm just saying, it's just like, there are plenty of things to do. Just look inside yourself and realize like do stuff that you want to do. If you want to draw and you've never drawn before in your life, then fucking draw. You know what I mean? Like if you don't, if you've never written before, write. And it's like, you'll, you will be surprised of what you can pull out of your ass, you know? Mm -hmm. So just take that and not with a grain of salt, just take that to the bank and um, just do it because it's like, there's plenty of shit to do because we're not getting out of this anytime soon. No, no. And the thing, you know, uh, for people who, you don't know what your opportunities are going to be coming out of this. There's lots of people who are, they don't know they're going to be unemployed. Their business may close next two weeks, four weeks or whatever. So if there's something that you feel you've always wanted to do, like start laying the groundwork now, give yourself the opportunity. The other thing is there's a lot of businesses that are going to be looking for talented driven people. And maybe you could be one of them and use these four weeks to take a class, get a certificate, do something to get that job. Like, you know, I know my place of business is still hiring. Lots of places are needing talented my place, people. My place of business is always hiring. You know what I mean? Like, look at, this is the time. To like get out of get out of your wheel, uh, get out of your safety zone, and then just do something that you didn't think you could do. Because to be honest with you, at the end of the day, you can probably fucking do it. I know I, you can probably do it. Honestly, you know me, I like yeah. I like to brag on people and shit like that. But no, honestly, just to be real, and this is a shoot, you can probably do it. So just yeah. look at, and then just do that. I totally agree. 
that's the mailbag. And then we're getting on to the next one. We're going on to top five, bottom five. No. Are we doing? Are we going to do wrestlers? I, I'm doing wrestlers. You can do whatever you okay. want. I'm doing wrestlers. No, no, that's fine. No, I'm going to do wrestlers. So. All right, you go first. All right, I'm going to start with my top five because it's like, all right, I'm just going to go through it right here. And this is not that you can hear. So top five, number five, Britt Baker. Man, just uh, just having her back and having her wrestle and having seen her on the map, I thought it was great. Like her just get her, her in a hard-hitting match with Hikaru Shida. She, and talk about someone looking great in the loss. I thought Britt Baker looked better in the loss than her car she did in the win. She's my number five. Number four, The Undertaker. Just because he came back. And it's just like, I liked seeing him in that American badass thing. And he, he seemed rejuvenated. He seemed great. I liked it. Number three, Edge. Man, nine years off, nine years off the mat. And the guy sold like a champion. He looked like he didn't miss a day. He didn't miss a day great and it's just like and I, I am sorry that he that his wrestlemania moment was this but man i have appreciation for edge number two your boy and mine kevin owens finally getting that win over the over the mid-card messiah yes kevin owens bye-bye bye-bye coming off that top rope at wrestlemania and hit him with the with a fucking sledging stunner kevin owens right here yeah and number one with the bullet for me is Le Champion, Chris Jericho, holding it down for Dynamite. Just did, the guy didn't even have to step in the ring. On the commentary, Chris Jericho showing you how he can do whatever it takes to be the GOAT. Yes, all right. I'm, I like your style. Number five for me, Bloody Nose Britt Baker. Um, just how she's embraced her heelish ways. I would still let her clean my teeth. If I had if I had reached it now, I'm going there. I'll see my boy Adam Cole. Baby, I'll be like, hey, high five. Just, just getting some teeth work done, homie. Um, number four, the combo nation. Getting the titles, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Yeah, Bliss Cross Applesauce. I like it. No, I know. I, like, I, I love it. What a, that was an underrated match. It was an underrated match. Um it shows how good Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross actually are. We know great. how good the Kabuki Warriors are. Great. So. Good chemistry. Nice. Number three, the person who made Brick Baker look so good, Hikari Shidu. I uh, think she's, she's really helping elevate that AEW women's. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and it's good because they've been able to get away from Riho. Like, uh, Hikari storyline should have been the one that was holding that division down. Number two. Sure. The man. Bex. Yes, because she won. She won emphatically, and it's the way it's the way it should have gone because they listened to the crowd. They listened to the reaction. Baszler yeah. shouldn't have gotten over. It would, you know, it was the only way to book it, but still, it's good to see Bex back on top. She yeah. kind of had a look up. Yeah, I know. And number one, Io Shirai. The one who's going to take the belts from Charlotte. I love that top five. I love that top five. All right. Bottom five. And I hate to do this, 
Number five, who starts it out is Io Shirai because. Whoa, 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 whoa. Not because of her, because okay. she's going to lose, because she's going to lose to Charlotte Flair if booking serves it right. That's a, if booking serves it right, she's going to lose. So that's why. It's not her fault. Number four, Elias. Number three, Baron Corbin. Number two, Bailey, because it's like she's the champion and no one cares. And number yeah. one. What, what? So what did you think of that five-way match? I thought it, it was didn't good. Make, it didn't make spot or botch for me, but like it was I good. Mean, they did some storytelling. It was entertaining. I liked I liked when um when um Lacey Evans hit um Sasha Banks with the women's right, and then Bailey watched Sasha get pinned. So that was good storytelling. But yeah. I'm just putting Bailey in there because she's the champion and no one cares. That's why. Does that make sense? Yes. No, it totally makes sense. And number one, drum roll, please. The mid-card messiah, Seth Rollins. Burn it down. I don't care if you had a good match. You're still number one. All right. Here's mine. Number five, a man who should not be showing his bare midriff. Four letters. Name is Otis. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's weird. I like that match, though. I like that match. Number four. Mandy Rose. What? Wow. Three. He's been on this list before. My main man. Zigzag Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> Number two. The, the bitch. Who made all of this go down? Sonia Deville. Why? Oh. Oh, Why? Wow. Why? <laughs> and number one. With an arrow. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. But luckily for Seth Rollins, this may be your last time on this list for a Cause while. Because you're, you're leaving. Because you're leaving. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So obviously... Bye. Um, some of us have intense analysis on our top five out of five. Others don't, but that's how we see it. Uh, the landscape of that's how it goes. Yes. So next, what we have is fire sneakers. So start it off. So mine, I went with. uh, We talk a lot of shit on their sneakers. Uh, is the Street Profits. They dress in all red. It's disgusting. I hate it. All red, and they're disgusting. Um, But finally, Raw, they come out, and Angelo Dawkins is wearing um, some LeBron 17s, which are more like a black colorway. It's more like a black. Those aren't fire. They're fire. What's a more egregious theft of a championship? 2017 Astros or COVID-19 2020 Lakers. Ooh, COVID-19. I know, because that's a legacy championship. Well, because it's like, this was our championship to win, and of course this shit happens. Kobe dies, coronavirus comes around, this is our fucking title. Uh, Fuck you. So yeah, so I thought there's, I liked him, and I think a lot of it I liked him is because I think uh, it, was, it, it was slim pickings. Dude, the LeBron are dope. What, They're did, good you see mine? did you see mine? No, I know. I'm letting you have some shine, bro. 
Go for all it. Right. So, all right. So, my fire sneakers are going to go to Michael Elgin, who is wearing the Jordan 5 Retro's red and black colorway with the gray slip on there um, after he powerbombed Eddie Edwards. And, uh, no, he powerbombed... Um, they had some, they had like a mixed gender tags back, right? Yeah, right. No, he power. So, so what happened was Eddie Edwards and Tessa Blanchard were wrestling the North for the title. Yeah. And then, so Tessa Blanchard didn't tag in Eddie. They could have won the titles and she got beat up and then she lost for them. So Eddie goes, Oh, what the fuck? I was, so Eddie leaves. Michael Elgin hops in. He power bombs Tessa in those sweet ass Jordans. And Eddie Edwards walks away and. Now we have this whole fucking whole thing. But those are the five Jordan 5 red-black colorways. They're off the hook. Um, go to Impact Plus, and you'll see them. Yeah. So that's what we have for now. So. Yeah, and to go back to um, what our good friend was asking, things you should do during this quarantine is check out Impact Plus, New yeah. Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Marty Scroll has been doing awesome things, getting vintage matches put on Ring of Honor's YouTube. Like yeah. that YouTube. Sure. Right now, dude. dude, it's it's been on fire. Dude. It's just like if you don't have anything, to, if you don't have anything to do, go watch old school Ring of Honor, dude, because it's like that is what wrestling is just all about, dude. Seriously. So yeah. So the so this is on for you, Meltzer Driver. So yeah, Meltzer Driver. Uh, go check out the Ring of Honor YouTube channel because uh, Marty Scroll is in the driver's seat and he's releasing. Fire matches. Yeah. With people sure, who are sure. on mainstream promotions now, and you know their names. So yeah. pumped on that. I like your fire sneakers. Um, what are you coming out to this week? So I, I thought we we're going to match of the week. So I'll go out to like walk out. Right, right. You're right. No, no, no. No, we're, I thought we were doing match of the week. We are. We are. I don't know why it was. I don't. I wasn't on the sheet. Match of the week. <laughs> Two of the All great. Right. So, match of the week. We're going to skip back to 1997, and we're going to go to this pay-per-view called In Your House Bad Blood. It's the first Hell in a Cell match with The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels in the first Hell, of a Cell, Hell in a Cell match. And then, so, what we can guess, go ahead and fast forward to, this is also to the first appearance of Kane. So, anyways... So we have the what? Back when Undertaker had a brother. Yeah. Back so, when Paul Bear was heavily involved. So little backstory for this is um, Shawn Michaels just turned heel and he just cost the Undertaker a title shot. So he's been going back and forth. D Generation X is in the midst of forming, and so so we have um, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker in the first Hell in a Cell match. Because you know why? Shawn Michaels was cheating. He was a sh chicken shit heel. So they put a cage with the top over it. Go ahead. Question. Is there, a, at the time, he was European champion? Shawn, Shawn Is there a European champion anymore? No. And one of the things I did like when you talk about NXT, uh, Finally trying to move the Finn Balor Walter story, which yeah. I'm very excited about. I'm very but, excited. But anyways, so so we have Shawn Michaels finally getting locked in the cage. Like with it's 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 surrounding the ring. There's a top over it. 
So this is this is like this is never this is unprecedented. And he's facing a pissed off Undertaker. So so this thing Shawn Michaels is bumping out of his mind. The Undertaker is kicking his ass. The Shawn, Shawn Michaels has a crimson mask on. That means he is busted wide open. He is bleeding and he is getting just annihilated from pillar to post because they're trying to keep Triple H and China out of the match. So Shawn Michaels is getting his ass whipped for about like 18 minutes. And so the Undertaker hits him with the tombstone. He goes down, but then the lights go out. Oh, the lights go out. That's the Undertaker's thing, right? But then there's this, this red light comes out and then Paul Bear comes out and then there's this guy with a red mask and he's walking down. And he's just, and then, so you have Vince McMahon, and Vince McMahon's going, and you have Vince on commentary, is this, is it? It must be Kane. And so Kane comes out, we don't know who he is, but Vince McMahon tells, he rips the door out. And then, so, so, so the first, like, semblance of, like, um, of, like, the Undertaker showing, like, um, what is it, like, um, vulnerability. The vulnerability. And so he sees him, and so he's standing face to face. So Kane, Kicks him in the dick, not kicks him in the dick. He just he he kicks him in the throat, kicks and he he, he um, tombstones him, and then he leaves the ring. Mind you, he ripped the door out of the cage, so he leaves the ring. Shawn Michaels is bloodied as fuck, like he just got his ass whipped for 20 minutes. He crawls over and puts one hand over the Undertaker, wins the match, and <laughs> Kane also assaulted. Earl Hebner. Yes. That was the whole yeah. thing. It was like he he cleared everybody out to to attack Undertaker. Yeah. Then Shawn Michaels gets the win. And um, and it, so so now we have two feuds. So the Undertaker's still feuding with Michaels, and now the Undertaker's feuding with his new brother Kane that right. he's coming out. And it's just like I just gave you the cliff notes of it, but do yourself a favor because this was a staple in wrestling history. And I know this is WrestleMania week, but I mean, this was just, I remember watching this as a kid on pay-per-view and I had my mouth on the ground. Bobby, please lead off from here. Yeah, man. And like, it, it's, it's just two Hall of Famers, great storytelling, prime of their career. Um, also with the budding, um, you know, Degeneration X. It wasn't really a thing quite yet. It was just kind it of starting. Yeah, yeah. Kind of starting. And then, obviously, Kane has gone on to be a Hall of Famer himself. And that whole storyline was really cool. Um, so, yeah, I definitely dig it. I dig it the most. Um, all right, run it back. What are you walking out to this week? All right, so I didn't know what I was running out to. So this came on my randoms. So it's by this band called Friend or Enemy, and the song's called Monster. And it just, um, it goes about what I'm feeling about, like, right now. So just start it off here. Yeah. 
don't know. There it is. Yeah. You know, it's no funny. Our first episode has already had a copyright claim. So we if we can't like monetize because we use the song. So we're going to figure that out. Oh, that's right. Oh, really? Yeah. So once we want to start making money off this thing, we're going to have to change our walkout stuff. But right. until then, keep doing what we do. Fair enough. You know why? What's yours? Because it's my prerogative. Oh, wow. It's weird. You know, you know, I love uh, any artists with the right name, like Bobby. And so this comes from a guy named Bobby B, as in Brown, and it's called My Prerogative. And being inspired after seeing some of the escapades of a wrestler named Godfather, I figured uh, this is what I was going to go with. I'm going to come out kind of like hippity hoppity, hippity hoppish. Okay. This is my prerogative. It is. Just because I got money in my pocket, don't tell me how to spend it. All right, so now that we're in the ring, so uh, what are we? What are we? Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, well, we're putting gloves on, and we're going at it. Oh man, we are, we are shooting. For, oh, this is a shoot fight. This is a shoot. This is what Vice covered on the latest episode of our favorite show right now again going back to melter driver which you should be doing is catching up on season one and season two of dark side of the ring because it's been super good um i really enjoyed this episode coming off the last one um because it's just like a different take and something so unique and um jim Cornette has made my bottom five before but i thought he came off uh just very very I liked him more after watching the episode. Uh, he definitely seems like Vince Russo on my bottom five, but like, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, Vince Russo does it. He hates wrestling, um, yeah. so he deserve to like. We're only mentioning him because of this, right? Show. But like Jim Cornette, like he loved, like 
he loves wrestling. And that's what he said. He's like, this, this guy keeps telling me, oh, you're going to be so mad over wrestling. He's like, no, this isn't wrestling. These are my friends. This is my life. This is everything I've cared about for 30 years. Like, you know, and I really appreciated that, you know? Yeah. Uh, And I liked, I liked the Bart Gunn story. I like the Bart Gunn aspect, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was cool because like, and it's funny because you have a bunch of marks that are, um, that I see on websites right now. They go, oh, so like, they just put like they just put these people together and they see who 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 who's like real and who wasn't. I was like, here's the thing, bro. Like I'm not watching wrestling to see who's real and who's not. You know what I mean? Like I'm watching wrestling to watch wrestling. You know what I mean? It's just like I want to if I want to see who's real, I'm gonna watch UFC and which is what I do. But the thing is, it's like that was the worst decision that you could have ever made because the crowd chanted boring. And the mm-hmm. thing is, it's like there was so many injuries that happened for that. And then the thing is, it's like they moved the goalposts on. Bart Gunn, because yes. it's like, because what's because it's like they wanted um, uh, Doctor Death to be the one that goes up against Stone Cold, but Bart Gunn won, and they they pushed the goalpost, and that's where the one thing where I'll say fuck you to Jr. because it's like he wanted Bart Gunn to win, but the thing is it's like, dude, this is it was a shoot, it was a shoot, right? And Bart Gunn yes. won, so it's just like, and then so you punished him, and it's just like that's where I don't like the wrestling business, and it's just like, and it's just like the thing is like. With guys like Cornette and shit like that, they didn't want to bury Gunn, but like they, he Gunn got buried. Yeah, he did get buried, and then he got knocked the fuck out. Yeah, like, that's, that was his burial. Which is not cool, dude. It's one thing to have, a, like, hey man, like I agree, it's probably a stupid idea, but in 1997, 98, and everything going on, it was voluntary. These guys are like, shit, no. yeah, we'll take the 10k, and and a lot of them were bad dudes who. But they know. did volunteer to do it. I get that they did volunteer to do it, but the thing is, it shouldn't have been. It should not have been a thing to be put on the table, though. These guys are like, look at the Godfather's a shoot guy, dude. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? But it's like Dan Severin hopped out because he's like, this is gonna fucking fuck my shit up. You know what I mean? Same with Steve Blackman, who's a legit badass. He goes, I'm not gonna do this. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's just like that was one of the stupidest things ever. I remember I lived through that. And I watched that shit and I was like, I was just like, dude, I would go up and smoke a bowl because it's like, that was the most boring part of the show because I didn't want to watch that shit. And I'm not, you, I don't. You and, you and the Godfather love to smoke cannabis. <laughs> yeah, I do. We smoke the cannabis, you know what I mean? And I I'm love, just, it's like, go ahead. I love when the Godfather was like, yeah, and I lost. My wife was pissed. We were counting that money. And she, of course, blamed it on me smoking cannabis. Yeah, I, right. But the thing is, it's like the 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 part that I'm fucking pissed about is, is like Bart Gunn got a fucking raw deal. He got he got a super raw deal, and it's just like, and then because they, they were trying to get Steve Williams, uh, Doctor Death, on the tail end of his career, he was already he's already just ganked from fucking Japan. You know what I mean? So it's just like so, and then so now so this is where like I love Jr. But like he got a little fucking hypey, and like so they buried his ass. And it's just like, and that fucking shit sucks because all Bart was trying to do is try to get, to get his ass over. And uh, and that's what I don't like about that shit. Yeah, and especially it's like... Look at the best thing that came out of... The best thing like, that came out of that thing was JBL getting knocked out. That's the best <laughs> thing. Well, that was the whole point of it, I guess. So maybe for was, Russo... Fuck, but fucking... But fuck Vince Russo because he goes, oh, bro, like, it's just like oh, dude, it's, this is pro wrestling. 
We're not trying to be mixed martial arts, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was. And, like, I, I really agree, though. It did, like, it ruined a bunch of people's careers, a lot of injuries, and... A shit ton of injuries. But to give props to Vince Russo, though, he says if he were to do it again, he probably obviously wouldn't because it didn't work. So no props to him. So there it is. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think the other thing, what happened? You went away. All right. Well, there we are. I guess it's a wrap. Like like we usually always do. Um, there you are. Yeah. All right. All right. So like I was saying, it's just like it just ruined a lot of guys' careers and it just it was for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like it was for nothing. Nada. Nada. The only reason we we're even talking about it is because we love Dark Side of the Ring on Vice. Check it out. And if you can't check it out, you can go always check us out because we're gonna let you know inside the ring what's going down. Right. And on that note, what do we like to say? Yours truly, Xander Hobbs. Ours truly, Bobby B. In this life. And we'll see you next time.